Hey there, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisted. I'm really glad you're here. In Neville's lecture, Facts Overflow the World, he says to penetrate the facts and occupy the state of the wish fulfilled. I've noticed, and I'm relatively sure you have too, that some facts are easier to penetrate to imagine differently than others. And those are usually the ones that we put a lot more weight on more important things like health and relationships and wealth. I've noticed that they're only difficult to overcome because I'm imagining I have something to overcome. The struggle is there automatically because that's the state I'm in. So struggle must come out of that state. I'm not really in the state of my wish fulfilled. I'm in a a state that is still holding on to the problem in some way. It might be a different state than the one I was in previously, but even though I've shifted, I've shifted into a state in which I still have that mountain to climb. I continue to go to sleep at night knowing that I'm going to have to start working on this problem again in the morning. And I'm already thinking ahead of, well, what am I going to imagine tomorrow? How am I going to react to the doctor's appointment tomorrow? What do I need to imagine differently? So I'm never really getting beyond the problem. So I go to sleep like that and I wake up and those symptoms are still the problem. They're still there. The symptoms of my problem confronting me, telling me that I have to overcome all of this again today. I have to continue fighting at this and working at this and I'm going to get to it eventually. But I don't because I continue to focus on those things instead of really getting into the state of my wish fulfilled. I continue to make the problem or problems the center of my attention. Now, there have been many times where I've been very specific about a particular thing. I want this thing to be different, this fact. I'm going to look at this fact and I'm changing it. I imagine it differently, a direct pinpointed revision of a specific thing, and it changes. Other times, for me, it's been more useful to move into a state where the problem had never really been a problem at all. Instead of going after one thing, a symptom, or a specific fact like a doctor's report or financial report, I get beyond those things and into the state of my wish fulfilled, a state where these things that I see as problems now, things I have to imagine differently about, were never really a problem at all. I dismiss them. I don't even take them into account in the state I am now occupying. For example, when I assumed dystonia was gone, with that little conversation I had with myself that Thanksgiving morning, I didn't imagine I was healed. The word heal or healing or healed didn't come up. I decided it was time for the illness, the sickness to go. I made a clean break with it. It was a dismissal of the diagnosis and the symptoms. 
yeah, I still felt the symptoms for a number of days, six days. I still felt it. I still had to use the wheelchair. But there was something in me that dismissed it. The symptoms were no longer a problem. I didn't hold on to them as something I have to fight against. And I didn't continue seeing them as proof that I didn't do it right. What do I want to experience that I think the solution to my problems will give me? I've noticed that when I make it about fixing a specific thing, solving a specific problem, I end up with other problems to fix because I'm never really occupying the true end of my desire. I used to imagine weekly, imagine, okay, this week I'm getting through the bills. I'm getting this bill paid this week. And then the following week I had more, another bill to deal with and so on and so on month after month because I never really occupied a state of, I'll call it financial freedom and security. I was just going after the problems instead of getting to the point of none of this was ever really a problem to begin with. It's a change of feeling. I can't really tell you what that feels like, but it was a change in how I viewed the bills that sprang from the state I was in. When I finally moved into and made that financial freedom my own, for real, occupying the state, how I saw the bills and how I handled the bills and shopping and everything that had to do with money. And even those things that didn't seem to have to do with money, but secretly did, <laughs> all of that changed how I reacted to it. As I've mentioned before, even though the event of the healing seemed so simple and easy. I have had plenty of other things in my life since then that were not at all simple and easy. The difference was within me, not in the law of assumption. In fact, I was continually proving the law of assumption, proving that consciousness is the only reality. I continued to perpetuate more and more problems regarding health and relationships and money because I didn't allow it to be simple. I continued trying to imagine fixing the problems instead of constructing a state in my imagination, one in which the problems were never really the problems I thought they were. So when I noticed what I was doing, I changed what I was imagining. I didn't even make an imaginal scene uh, that, uh, that had anything to do with fixing a problem. Now I've done on some things, but I'm talking about these that seem to just linger these certain problems or these certain things that continue to go on and fester continue to be a, a thing that just wouldn't go away. So I stopped imagining anything about specific problems that had to do with that. Instead, I imagined a scene sometimes or just captured the feeling of what I want to experience. What do I really want to experience? Because me getting this bill paid this week isn't going to get me to that financial freedom that I want to experience. The feeling of financial freedom and security. You see what I'm talking about. It's how we perceive it. How I perceive this particular thing. Do I choose to continue seeing it as a problem to fix? Or can I get beyond it? Into the true feeling. The feeling of what I want to experience regardless of what I'm feeling at the moment. I'll give you a recent example. 
You might remember, I'm, well, if you've listened to me in the past year, you know we had a couple of hurricanes that swept through our city. And we're still in the rebuilding process down here. Back in December of last year, I got an email from a man with the insurance company, our insurance company, telling me that he is now our adjuster. The adjuster who I really liked, I loved this guy, who had been very helpful and very generous. Uh, not overly generous, but willing to do what he's legally obligated to do, was no longer our adjuster. We were assigned a new one. And what did I do? I reacted. <laughs> I had a little reaction. I'd been hearing stories from other people complaining about how things got worse for them when they were assigned a new adjuster. So in that moment, when I read that email, I reacted in kind. Just a little reaction of something like, ugh, great. And I continued to send in my receipts for my personal property items and emailing other questions and other documents that uh, I needed to send in to get reimbursed for certain expenses. Over a month had passed before I could ever reach him by phone. And when I talked to him, he was very polite and promised to get payment out quickly to me for the things I'd sent in. But he didn't. Nothing. No payments came from him as promised. I finally sent him a firmly worded email <laughs> about the company's legal obligation to indemnify me as they're insured and hinted at how his behavior could seem like bad faith on the part of the insurance company. And it worked. No, it didn't. It didn't work. <laughs> I didn't hear a peep from him. I did finally get a couple of payments over the following, the next couple of weeks, but no real explanation from him what the payments were for, and none of the payments were anywhere near what he was supposed to be paying me. So I sent him a, another firmly worded email and left a couple of polite, I'm serious, polite but firm voicemails Still nothing from the suggester. Nothing I was doing was working. Well, one day I was uh, in the little gym in our apartment building, running on the treadmill. Okay, well, I wouldn't call it running. I was uh, doing a, a slow jog or maybe a very, very brisk walk. Uh, I do love getting my blood pumping on that treadmill though. So I do it from time to time. Anyway, Neville's voice popped in my head, and I heard him say, let the facts remain. He's mentioned that in a number of talks. Let the facts remain. Penetrate the facts. Disregard the facts. Let them be. And I busted out laughing as I was running on the treadmill. No one else was in there. They probably would have thought I was crazy. Here I was. I've been trying to change the facts through force instead of relying on the state of my wish fulfilled. With that little reaction back in December, I set all of this in motion. I had that little reaction to the email, thinking that I need the insurance company, that what they do matters, or what they do has any effect on what I want. I was giving them power that wasn't theirs. So while still on the treadmill, I moved back into the state of my wish fulfilled. And in this case, it's being back in the house, 
feeling the satisfaction of how simple the whole process was. In imagination, I stood at the new island in the kitchen and I felt the cool quartz countertop with my hands. And with a deep, satisfying breath, I knew it was done with no thought about how it was done. I'm in this newly remodeled house and it's beautiful. And I felt that. I felt it and I let it be. And I no longer tried to fight what the facts were telling me. I went on about my day that day and the next without bothering to even think about the insurance company. The next day, I had a thought to call the company, to call the insurance company. But the feeling was different. I didn't feel that pressure. I didn't have the feeling of I have to argue with them or debate anything to convince them to do anything for me. But I thought, let me call the insurance company. So I did, and the automated system directed me to a different person, a different adjuster. So I left a voicemail for this woman. A couple of hours later, she called me back, telling me that she is now my adjuster. This adjuster was very apologetic and didn't know why the previous adjuster had refused to pay what was owed. And she promised to go back through all of the documents I'd been sending in the last couple of months and get payment to me quickly, full payment. I stopped imagining I had a problem to fix. I didn't imagine even having a lovely conversation with the adjuster. The insurance adjuster and the company, his company, are a non-issue. I went to the real end. Mmm, the house is beautiful. It's like a whole new house. That kind of feeling. Instead of thinking I had to force the insurance company to do anything. Now that first adjuster isn't a bad person and isn't necessarily bad at his job. He was portraying the role I wrote for him in imagination. My state gave him that role to play. The world around me can only reflect the state I'm in. I reacted that December morning when I read the email, deciding that he's going to be a problem. And he performed admirably. <laughs> the world is responding to your imaginal acts. You can continue to imagine the facts are unmanageable, or you can imagine beyond them. Neville says, learn to penetrate the facts. As you penetrate the facts, you must go to a certain objective beyond the facts. What do you want now? Well, then you go into the state of the wish fulfilled. What state? The state you decide. You determine what you want in this world and go right into that state. And then you ignore the facts. Suppose the facts still deny what you did. It doesn't matter. Let the facts remain. They'll dissolve. They'll all dissolve because you're going to remain faithful and occupy the state. He goes on to say, penetrate the state and live in the state as though you have it. And you'll have it. Don't ask me how. The ways and means are contained within the state that you enter. It contains all that is necessary to externalize the state. That quote 
That's just like Mark eleven twenty four in the Bible. Whatever you ask for in prayer, continue believing, be believing, the literal Greek says, be believing that you've received it already and you will. That's occupying the state of your wish fulfilled. Over the last few years since the healing, I've had other health issues come up, pains in places that if I looked into it could mean all kinds of awful things. Early on, I continued to go after the little problems, the symptoms, instead of trusting my state that I'd already constructed this state of fit and healthy. It doesn't matter what my body is experiencing at this moment. This isn't me. Yeah, I have the body. I experience things in this life through it, but I'm not it. And I've already experienced that healthy state in my imagination. I know I've imagined it, and I know it's real. Years back, I had a friend who, no matter what the topic of our conversation was, he would find something that I said that was incorrect in his opinion. And he would proceed to explain to me why I was wrong. Sometimes he was right. Others, I knew, absolutely knew I was right. I knew the facts, but there was no convincing him that he was wrong. No matter how much evidence I had to show him, he could not be budged. He was right. Man, that used to annoy the hell out of me. <laughs> I was a reporter back then. I knew the facts. I was the facts expert. <laughs> well, that's how I've become and still becoming in some areas. I'm like my old friend now. It doesn't matter to me what anyone says and what the facts are. I'll let them be because I've already experienced my wish fulfilled in imagination. And that's where I'm living. Let the facts remain. They'll dissolve. They'll all dissolve because you're going to remain faithful and occupy the state. My son recommended I watch a YouTube video this week about alien encounters in Massachusetts back in the 1960s. So I pulled up the app on my TV and started to watch it. I was getting drowsy as I watched it. And just as I was about to doze off, I heard one of the men who says he witnessed it say, I don't care what anyone says. I was there. I saw it and I heard it. I know it happened. And that woke me up. That's a perfect example of how we move from one state to another and remain in the end. That's living in the end. I capture the feeling of a wish fulfilled. And as I do, I'm experiencing it as a reality, just like that man on the video that swears he saw the alien craft and experienced all these things. I experienced it in an imagination. Now, no matter what the facts say, I know what I felt, what I experienced. Nothing and no one can change my mind. I was my own eyewitness to the state of my wish fulfilled. Go into the state in which the problem is just no longer there. No thought as to how you got there. No concern as how you beat certain problems. 
This new state just doesn't include those anymore. You're beyond all that. Neville says over and over that what you do in imagination is reality. That's where the power is, not in the physical activity. Whatever happens in the physical world will always follow the imaginal. The Bible says the same thing. Matthew 5, 28, Jesus says, Anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And a few verses before that, he says, I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. And in 1 John 3.15, it says, Anyone who hates another is really a murderer at heart. There are so many verses about our activity within, what we're thinking and feeling. Luke 12.3 says, What you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the daylight, and what you have whispered in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the housetops. What you do in the inner room that's your imagination, is what will be expressed in your world. What you do in darkness, that's within you. What you're doing within you, in the silence, is what will be expressed in what you call the real world, in the physical world. All I need to do is trust it. Know that it's done, regardless of what the facts say. How do you know that what you're experiencing right now isn't part of some bridge of incident bringing you to its fulfillment. If you've already imagined the state of your wish fulfilled, it's done. And everything from that moment on is part of the bridge of incident, as Neville calls it, unless you decide that it isn't. Neville says that consciousness is the only reality. You already know what you want. No one out there somewhere to convey your message to. No need for anyone to say or do anything to help you bring it about. I found that even what seems like bad things are really just part of a beautifully constructed bridge of incident bringing me my heart's desire. Trust the state you're occupying. It has everything it needs to express itself. Know that since you've experienced it in the inner rooms, it must come about. It will. If it's a health issue, what is it about the health issue that's preventing you from experiencing what you want to experience? I know a particular health issue. Yes, we want that gone. It seems awful. But what is it? What do I want to experience? What is the health issue preventing me from experiencing? That's where I want to get to in my imagination. Get beyond a doctor's diagnosis or a report from a scan. Get beyond a lottery win or paying this bill this week, getting through this month. Get beyond all of that and find the feeling of what you actually want to experience. You can imagine anything you'd like. You're writing the story. I'm only offering some ideas that have come from my own life and my conversations with others who can't seem to shake particular issues. Now this episode is really all about manifesting, changing our lives, getting new experiences. 
but I can't just end it there. This whole human experience isn't a one and done kind of things. You don't, it's not like you have this one life and you better make it worth it. This is what counts because this will determine whether you go to heaven and hell or heaven or hell. Neville says we are eternal beings moving through states of consciousness. Neville said it and I read it and heard him say it many, many times. And I believed it in theory. And I know, I know plenty of people that are close to me that don't necessarily agree with everything I say, especially when it comes to things like this. But I am now my own eyewitness. I've had enough firsthand experiences that nothing and no one can convince me otherwise. I know the truth of what Neville's saying here. And there's a calming peace, not a boring peace, an exciting, fun peace that comes with understanding this. It's like what the Bible says, a peace that passes all understanding. There's nothing I could tell you that can convince you. And there's no way I can describe to you what I've experienced fully with 100% accuracy to convey what I've felt and what I've seen. That's going to be up to you to experience. And you will. Or, or I'm just insane. <laughs> and I'm living in my own little imaginal world. Maybe I'm in an asylum and I've created this whole thing. Maybe the orderly is going to come in shortly and give me another injection. <laughs> well, we're all like Saul in the Bible. We're all a little insane. The name Saul means to ask, to inquire. And just like Saul in the Old Testament, we're all looking outward. We're seeking the Father. We're seeking this source. We know something's out there. Where is it? And like Saul, we're looking outwardly looking for something in someone out there. And then through personal experience, and that's the only way it happens, personal experience, we become like Paul in the New Testament. His name was also Saul. He was seeking, inquiring, until he had a firsthand experience of the truth. And his name was changed to Paul. Paul means to cease to stop. So this being or this man seeking this outward power has his firsthand experience of the spiritual Christ. And now, like he says, I no longer see Christ from the human point of view. He knows to turn to the true source, the power and wisdom of God within. Nothing to search for any longer. Now, my next episode is up to you. What do you want me to talk about? Shoot me an email at feelingtwisty at gmail.com or find me on Facebook and Instagram at feelingtwisty. I love you. I'm feeling twisty.